The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. All are welcome. We're glad you found us. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Unlock the power of your dreams. Welcome to Ask Dr. Dream with Kelly Sullivan Walden. Welcome to the Ask Dr. Dream show where you uncover the truth of your dreams to reveal the beauty of who you are. I'm your host, Kelly Sullivan Walden, a.k.a. Dr. Dream. So happy to be here on Unity Online Radio on National Random Acts of Kindness Day. Did you know that? Nancy T, did you know that? Today's Random Acts of Kindness Day? Oh, my gosh. Am I off in my own little world? Can no one hear me? Uh, uh, I don't. No, no, you know what? You're I, not. I my, you. my microphone was off. <laughs> so, no, I do. <laughs> okay, I did not here. know about that. Oh, wow. And I'm Hello. so excited. <laughs> okay. I'm so glad I'm not just talking to my to the air. Well, all right. So, it's national. Awesome. 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 Okay. So that's what's happening today. And we have a guest that's going to be joining us. Wow. I'm not sure if he's on yet or not. Louis, he he is. Joseph is with us. I'm here. Can you hear me? Oh, that's Joseph. Okay. I thought that was Wayne. Awesome. All right. So that voice that you heard, that is Joseph Jackson. In just a few moments, we're going to be talking to him about all the great work that he's doing with, with help. Talk about kindness. This is the perfect day to have him on, on um, national random acts of kindness. He does strategic and random acts of kindness all day long. That's all he does is he's like Mr. Kindness. So we're going to talk to him in a moment, but first Nancy T, did you pull a card? Am I putting you on the spot? Oh, you're not putting me on the spot at all. Now that I have my <laughs> microphone on, I, it's all going to go. Everything's going to go. <laughs> okay. So here's the card. It's called the Nectar of Now. Stop and drop into the marrow of the moment, the Nectar of Now, where all your multiple simultaneous lifetimes converge. Laser beam the wisdom you've accrued over millennia into the circumstances you are blessed to face with grace today. All right. Okay. That's the message. That's from the Awakened Dreamer Oracle cards. Get your copy if you haven't already gotten them. Okay. So let's just do a quick little centering. Let's just all take a breath together. (sighs) Let go of all of the scurrying and hurrying and trying to do or get anywhere other than the nectar of the now. Let's just drop all the way in. And with these breaths, let's just allow ourselves to deliberately wake up and become lucid in the dream we're having right now. Let's become lucid. That means that we have some directorial input into the way our dream unfolds. So imagine that I'm sure you've seen the movie Groundhog's Day where you can fast forward the movie of your life to that end scene where the lead character gets it, gets that service is where it's at, where you get that, oh my God, if I want to get, I need to give. That's where the juice is. So that is a telltale sign of waking up, of being lucid, is when you can just, when you look forward to being of service, when it's just, you you just can't service often enough. It's like, that's, that's what is the juice. 
that's where it's at. So let's just take a big breath and let's all collectively wake up here in this nectar of now moment where we are fully awake, not just like with our eyes and our outer eyes, but with our inner eyes as well. And with this, I just say, ha, so great to be with you. And so great to be with you, Nancy T. On in, on National Random Acts of Kindness Day. It's so cool. Okay, so um, I actually, and I'll, I'll kind of sprinkle some of these in throughout, but I found a website, a blog. It's like a kindness blog that, that suggests 50 different ways that you can randomly be, um, at, randomly be kind to people. So maybe I'll throw in a couple of those before we bring in our guest. If I could find it, wouldn't that be nice? Okay. Maybe not. Maybe it's I right. Maybe I see just... it. It's so, it's so awesome. I love these. And, and some of them I have thought to do and some I haven't. So they're pretty great. Okay. So pick one off the list and I'm going to pick one. I have my list now. So give just one I, of the 50. Okay. This one speaks to me. It says, leave a gas gift card. <laughs> leave a gas gift card at a gas pump. Can you imagine? Oh, oh my God. Okay, here's one dog. that everybody can do. If they go out in the world, if they're not quarantined, smile at five strangers. There oh, you go. Oh, yeah. I love this one. Place a positive body image note in jean pockets at a department store. Is that good? Oh, that's so sweet. That's so sweet. Okay, so we want to know, we want to hear from you what your random act of kindness will be today, or just give us a suggestion. The number to call is 816 251 3555. At the break, we're going to, right after the break, we're going to take your calls and find out all about your dreams and what random acts of kindness you suggest today. But our guest for this segment is Joseph Jacks. I met him a few years ago with the goodness tour with Luke and the Lovingtons when we were doing a big fundraiser to build, basically build homes in a village, a very, very impoverished village in, in Guatemala. And Joseph Jacks was there and he has, he does all kinds of work with the homeless with, he's got a company called it's in harmony. Oh my gosh, Kelly, can you find it? Oh my God. I'm sorry. My notes are all over the place. Okay. I'm just going to bring him on Joseph Jacks. I'm just so grateful that you are here with us and that you're doing the awesome work that you are doing and harmonic humanity. Tell us all about it, Joseph Jacks. Oh, well, thank you both for uh, just being very aware and in the heart of your own emerging dream, uh, speaking your words and creating the emerging context for everybody to play. You know, I feel that we're all a, we're all a dream unfolding on the stage of life, and here we are. And um, and, and it's just amazing. Um, you know, I feel that the, the context is growing and growing for what a harmonic humanity means and stands for, and that mm. as we continually practice uh, what it means to be in harmony with each other, uh, then we truly lift the vibration up of who we are and what our possibilities can be. Uh, so again, thank you, Kelly, so much for the platform uh, to speak mm. and share, uh, again, a beautiful story that I feel of humanity uh, stepping into its its harmony and ways of being with each other that are kind and loving and connecting and, um, and to allow somebody like me uh, to speak on behalf of sharing a wonderful story of how people are um, using their own resources to lift themselves up, I think, 
a great story to share, and, and thank you for the platform yeah. that allows me to do that. Mm, it's a, such a pleasure. So I think it was it was must have been two years ago because it was before lockdown. I got to um, be at a concert that you put on that featured Luke and the Lovingtons and Jason Mraz, and that was in San Francisco at the Fairmont. Was that at the Fairmont? Where was that? The Fillmore. Was that really, Fillmore, the Fillmore is the place Fillmore. where. Yeah, the Fillmore is very famous. It's actually world-known uh, for all the great rock stars in the world. Uh, Janis Joplin, right. um, Led Zeppelin, uh, The Doors, um, Jimi Hendrix, uh, mm. you name it. They all played there. And it was a wonderful uh, benefit for Harmonic Humanity. And we had the Ace of... San Francisco is very well-known for the Ace of Cups. They are yes. a all-woman's <laughs> rock band that started in the 60s. And they got recognition from, you know... Um, Jimi Hendrix is being the, the one of the top rock bands, and they were all women. And so now they're in their seventies, and and uh, we were we had them come. So it was a wonderful lineup of caring mm-hmm. human beings uh, uh, that, that contributed to the awareness of our model. And uh, Harmonic Humanity is a homeless um, organization, and we're eleven years uh, providing uh, jobs uh, to the homeless. And we also do outreach walks once a month where we go to the streets with our team of counselors and psychotherapists and provide counseling and, uh, and care on the streets to where it, uh, it's not being found. And so we go and do bring socks and gloves and backpacks. Thanks to Warm Wishes was one of our sponsors and backpacks, but with, you know, all these wonderful things that people need while they're on the streets. And oh so, gosh. um, yeah, yeah, no, it's just, it's wonderful. Uh, you know, the story is such a great story because for 11 years, We've been providing jobs to the homeless. And what we do, one of the, the essence of our organization is we create music compilation CDs, and the CDs uh, are sold by those on the streets to make money for themselves. And the first CD was called Love Wins. Uh, the second CD was called Relief. And then now our third CD is called Hero, One Cape That's All, and which, which, which features Jason Mraz, Michael Franti, Maroon 5, and Sarah McLaughlin. Mm-hmm. So we've worked our way up to this all-star cast of humanitarians and, and artists. Uh, and the uh, the ones that benefit are the homeless, uh, the disabled, the veterans, individuals on the streets that are selling our CDs now in San Francisco. And uh, they're, we're working through the street sheets with our street papers. Now, the street papers, just for the audience, just as an awareness, the street papers are all over the world. Uh, in the U.K., they're called the big issue, and they're, they're selling, and, and the homeless have an ability to, to really create for themselves an opportunity. And that's the real, um, Kelly, that's the real initiation. The real initiation Mm -hmm. is someone says, you know what, I'm going to stop using, I'm going to start empowering myself, and I'm going to do something for myself. And when they start to make that choice, when they really put that into themselves, then they start to take a a step into the initiation process for what it means to be a hero of their own story. That's what Mm -hmm. the overarching theme of being a hero, the hero idea, is that we need a new task for the hero. And Mm -hmm. people that realize their own heroism, people who realize that, hey, they came here for a reason. They came here to be creative and and to create create something for themselves. And so this is an awesome – Harmonic Humanity really shows a lot of different wonderful things uh, and and reflects back to the community that we can shift the economic paradigm by showing very clearly we can take something that is a cost a dollar for us to make 
and mm-hmm. we can have the homeless sell it for 20 and keep all the profit. That's called conscious mm-hmm. capitalism as opposed to predatory capitalism where somehow we just suck off everybody. Everybody's being plugged into and sucked off of. That's an mm-hmm. old model. Our model, the harmonic humanity model, is where we take something that is cost a dollar, we give it to the homeless and sell it for 20 We make no profit at all. They make 100% of profit, and they benefit through lifting themselves up with, through this commerce model. So it's a very exciting model that, we're, that we've been upholding for the last 11 years, and uh, it's exciting. Mm, that is very, very exciting. And it's wonderful that you've been able to bring together <clears throat> so many people, Jason Mraz, Maroon 5, Michael Franti, Sarah McLaughlin. And I see that you are also, you're putting together a program with Gene Houston and James O'Day. What's that about? Oh, thanks for that. Well, over the years, Gene has been an advisor uh, for me in a multi- multiple uh, different projects. Uh, this one, Harmonic Humanity, is wonderful because Gene understands the value and has been teaching the value and the principles and ideals of what it means to be a social artist. And uh, social artistry is basically uh, looking at art as a way of giving back. How can you uplift your community with your art? And that mm. is what we're all about. Uh, we Our first album was called uh, Love Wins, and we have musicians come and donate their music to the project. Now, it's how art can make a difference, right? So that's what we're doing. We're using music and art, having the homeless sell that on the streets to make money for themselves. That's the, that's the idea of what it means to be a social artist, and that's what Gene, that's how Gene and I have overlapped, because that's what she speaks directly into, the, the idea of taking using your art. Uh, it was Joseph Campbell uh, who said, when the inner self, meets the outer world, is what he called the seat of the soul. And he said that was always the function of the artist, to bring those two worlds together. And so that is the overlap and the connection, the umbilical that Gene and I have. Um, James D comes in as a social healer, and he says, well, what, is, what does it mean to be a social healer? He says, social, what it means to be a social healer, healer is to disrupt dysfunctional polarities, that keep repetitive wounding in place. Now, you see that in our culture today. Everybody's polarized. Everybody has a kind of a us-versus-them way of being. And what he says is, no, we've got to dissolve that. And, and I think it was uh, Anadea Judith in her book, Awakening the Global Heart, Humanity's Rite of Passage from the Love of Power to the Power of Love. She writes, only by bringing polarity to consciousness can there be an integrative wholeness necessary for a healing of the wound and a bringing of peace. So within the two philosophies of both Gene and James, they bring together the social artist and the social healer in a time where we need to disrupt these dysfunctional polarities and bring and practice what a harmonic humanity is and does. Mm. Wow. So I'm, as Nancy is, and, and I am, I'm really connected to the hero's journey. In fact, my one of my oracle decks is the hero's journey dream oracle. And um, it's, so you talk about the hero a lot. So give me your perspective and, and how you came to do the, how you came to Joseph Campbell's work. And, and you kind of have your own game that you created around that. Can you speak about that? Mm-hmm. Thank you. Well, they, we have a, a educate, what we call transformational education, and uh, Joseph Campbell was very clear that the hero's journey was a metaphor 
for the transformational process. Um, and um, and it's important to really you know hold that dear. Uh, the the hero's journey is, is beautiful for me because it really says, well, hey, you're going, the human being is going to go through these thresholds. You're going to separate yourself from the illusion. The separation, initiation, and return are the three, the three thresholds that Joseph talks about. You're going to separate yourself from the illusion. You're going to integrate yourself into a higher power of new way of being, a greater potential. And then you're going to return back uh, to your village, to your community, to share the treasures or the stories that you've learned along the way in your, on your adventure. And you're going to share those treasures, those stories with your community of how you did it. How, do you, how did you, in fact, transform? Everybody's wondering, how did you do it? How did you lose weight? How did you get off being addicted? How did you let go of those really bad relationships? How did you enter? So how did you go about doing it? That is that is the like that's the the big hallway question mark is how did you transform? So the hero's journey was always a powerful doorway to walk through for those who are already at wasteland. They're already kind of at the at the the beginning stages of the hero's journey, and those that have those that have been marginalized are there. They're already there. They're already on their hero's journey. So. It's it's for me to work with the demographic that has been marginalized. It's like, hey, you are you are part of this narrative. Let's look at this narrative together. And through the work through the Heroes Game Book that I've got, it, it holds them in support. We have two beautiful filmmakers that that have uh, allowed us to use their movies for our curriculum. One of them is Finding Joe by Patrick Solomon, which is a beautiful movie about Joseph Campbell. It's called Finding Joe. Gorgeous film. Beautiful Deepak Chopra and, and, and Tony Hawk and and uh, all these great prolific uh, um, um, activists and actors and writers and scholars and everybody coming together, as well as the other movie May I Be Frank. Uh, May I Be Frank was a film done by uh, the, the group crew from Cafe Gratitude, uh, Ryland Englehart, Carrie Mosier, and uh, and uh, and others. Uh, and it's a story, real story, of a guy who's going through his transformation. So both films add, contribute to an insight. One is a more of a philosophical kind of meta view of what Joseph Campbell was talking about. And the other one is a real guy going through his journey, like what does the breakdown, breakthrough look like? What does the transformation look like? So my infatuation with Joseph, Joseph is that it's, it's the same infatuation I have with Ken Wilber, right, if you guys are into integral philosophy or psychology. Joseph found the story hidden in all stories, and he called it the monomyth. He called it the hero's journey, every, something that everybody goes through. Uh, and then Ken was significant because he found the systems hidden in all systems, and he called it the four quadrants. So both with the great mythoses of our time and, and, and both with the great systems of our time, it's important that we look at both if we're going to integrate ourselves into a healthy culture. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. Welcome to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Dream interpretation and a lot more. Welcome back to Ask Dr. Dream with Kelly Sullivan Walden. 
Welcome back to the Ask Dr. Dream Show. It's Kelly Sullivan Walden. Wow, we just had some technological difficulties there for a moment. It happens. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, we're in the 21st century, aren't we, Nancy T? I mean, mostly we can be lucky and happy that that it works as good as it does as often as it does. Yeah, but, you know, if we're going to enjoy the nectar of now, and now we're having technical difficulties, so let's do dreams, can we? Exactly. <laughs> let's just get on track with dreams. Exactly. And nectar. you can check out Joseph Jack's um, his whole world at Harmonic Humanity and see how you can get involved and explore his world. It's it's amazing. All right. So, Denise, let's bring you in. And then I know we've got Wayne. And sorry for all the other people that fell off during all of that. But thanks for hanging in there with us. Denise, thank you for being our girl. What's going on? What's up with you and your dreams? Are you still here? Hi. Um, yeah, I'm still here. I'm going to forfeit mine. Because Wayne is my brother, and oh I'm trying God. to get God, we're so excited. All right, let's, how about, well, there might be room for you guys both because we had a full slate, and then everybody dropped off. So I'm going to keep you on, and okay. let's see if we can bring in Wayne. Wayne, Denise's brother, you're like our brother from another mother. Hi. Welcome to the show. Welcome to Ask Dr. Dream. Uh, thank you. Can you hear me okay? Yes, yes, yes. and oh, I want to hear all about your dream. Thank you for uh, hanging in there. Uh, no problem at all. I'm glad to be a part of the show. This is a very interesting show. The first time I've heard it, and I'll probably check in again. It normally doesn't have this kind of glitch, <laughs> Denise will tell you. <laughs> normally it's pretty smooth, but it happens. Well, I, I, I didn't bring the glitch. I'm, I, I usually bring good technology, so uh, I'm glad it worked out. Maybe you're the one that saved us, and that's why we're back. Okay, so let us have it. I, I like Let's that hear. positivity like that positivity. So this dream is about a week old now. So I, I had a dream about our, our father, and he has passed away, so I should say that. Uh, mm-hmm. In the dream, he was wearing a brown suit uh, with a white shirt and a tie. It looked like a two-piece suit, but it could have been a three-piece. It was definitely brown. He was standing in front of me. Um, mm-hmm. he, had his, he had black hair. Um, that's notable. And it, it appeared he had a, a kind of look on his face of a, of a um, he wasn't smiling, but he wasn't frowning. It just seemed like a very um, stern look on his face, I would say. A stern um, look. He, he, it was kind of a stern look. It was just wasn't, it wasn't a smile. It wasn't a frown. It just was a very matter of fact look on his face, if you could say, if I could say that. Okay. Uh, and he did say something to me. I don't. I don't remember exactly what it was, but he, he said something to me first. Uh, it was a question. I do remember that. And and I um, noticed right away that the collar of his shirt seemed to be a little bit big. Um, mm. it, it was a white shirt, and the collar seemed to be a little bit big. But anyway, so I think I spoke back to him. And then we started walking, and we were we, – I felt like we were walking across the street. It seemed like it was a type of an urban environment. Uh, and we were walking towards a pickup truck. He was walking on my left. Um, I think we were having a conversation. We got across the street, and then and then the dream transitioned to something else, and I don't really remember what happened after that. Um, mm-hmm. I think the truck was white or blue or white with, like, a blue panel uh, on okay. the truck. Again, he did have on a brown suit, and um, mm. um, wow. and, his, and his hair was very black. It was, it was, it was, it was black. Um, and when so you, when it. he passed, was his hair not that color? Because it sounds like the black hair really stands out to you. What it, what yeah, was it about hair, that his, that detail? His hair was his hair was pillow uh, 
cloud, pillowy cloud white when he passed away. Oh, wow. Oh. Okay, so that is a contrast. Okay, interesting. Okay, so is this is this where the dream ends? Can I give you a, a little recap of what I just heard you say? Sure, please. Okay, so you so this is about your father. He's wearing a brown suit with a white shirt and a tie, and his hair stands out because it's very black. And there's a sort of a stern look on his face. It's not a smile, not a frown, kind of matter of fact. And the collar on his shirt seems to stand out as being particularly big, the collar on the shirt. Um, He's the two of you are walking across the street toward in an urban area. And um, he's on the left. You go toward a truck that's white with like blue panels. Did I get that right? Yes, that's exactly right. Okay, and you said that he said something to you, but you just can't exactly remember what he said. Um, is that right? But it was a question. It was a question. I do remember there was a question. He asked you a question. Right. He he, he yeah. He said um, um, something like, um, "Are you?" He, he said something like, "Are you doing something? Are you supposed to do something?" Or something like that. It was a question. I, I don't quote me on, on the exact phrase of it, but it was a question. It wasn't a statement. Mm-hmm. It was a question. Okay, and and the it's sometimes with dreams when you like inquire into a symbol, more gets revealed, and it's okay to kind of use what what you interpret it because it's it's your dream. Um, to me, when somebody speaks, especially a departed loved one, when they show up in a dream and they say something, I always want to like really understand at least the essence of what they were intending. What do you think? he meant in and even if it's not exactly crystal clear what do you think his question was pointing toward in terms of something for you to be aware of or something to do if you could just elaborate on that even if you feel like you have to sort of be creatively kind of picking up where it left off well i um i recall that one of our last conversations i had with him when i was alive i was working on on a on a doctorate and and i never finished the doctorate and he did say to me that he wished he could have helped me finish the doctor. He, he he wished he could help me with the doctor is, is one of the conversations we had. Um, and I'm, I'm at a point I'm at a point in my life where um, I'm wondering. Um, I, I I don't see the value of going back to get a doctor at this point in my life. I'm 60 years old and mm. basically semi-retired. Um, okay. But there's there's I think there's the incompleteness of of. Uh. Um, of what I've been thinking about as far as my life. And I think that's what he was referring to. Oh, wow. Okay. This is, this is important. Maybe. So, all right. Um, I'm going to, well, I mean, I want to ask you a million questions, but I feel like this is where the, this is the hot spot. So do you mind if I do? And if it were my dream? Sure. Um, so if, if it were my dream, I would think that it's, because the people that we love on the other side, I mean, it's not a one size fits all kind of a thing, but in my experience, they often project themselves to us in dreams the way that they like to think of themselves, the way that they like to be seen, which is why I think maybe the hair is black. Maybe maybe that's like his preferred image. And it, even though I'd say on the other side, we don't have an ego, we still have a preference for how we identify ourselves. So, um, so that, and then wearing a suit kind of being upstanding, like a suit to me represents something like, what is, what does the suit represent to you? Let me ask you in a word or two, why a suit? Is that something that he normally wore? What does that suit represent? 
No, no, he did Denise. not normally wear a suit. Ah, okay, so that's another thing. So, Denise, I hear you, and feel free to jump well, in, Denise. I should, I should add something. I should add something. Yeah. Uh, now, this was probably, my dream was about one or two days before his birthday, which was 2-13. And Denise oh. had a dream about him in, in that same time frame. So, but no, he did not wear a suit, but there's a possibility that the, the Denise thinks that the, the, suit, the suit that we buried him in was a brown suit. Oh, uh, and I, Interesting. I can't recall. Yes. Okay. All right. So I want to hear. I want to hear more from Denise. But I, I feel like I want to just at least say this. I think the 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 ones on the other side that love us and Denise has shared so much about like her dreams about your father. I have a sense of what an important man he was and what a good man, what a good father he was. And we're not trying to make him perfect. We're not deifying him, but recognizing that this was a of all the fathers on the planet he was definitely in the higher percentile of, of great dads <laughs> and and my sense of that is is what they want for us from the other side perspective because there's this this vantage point that is much grander than ours here is that they want us to feel empowered they want us to have the best lives possible so i would think if it was my dad coming to me and saying hey what's going on with your doctorate Maybe there's this awareness that there is this incomplete, like, wow, I, I stopped short, but but doesn't mean that it has to remain that way. And it doesn't mean that you literally have to go back to school. But I wonder, this is back to you, Wayne, if there was something that you could do in your life now, like, I mean, today happens to be Random Act of Kindness Day. So who knows, maybe there's a connection there. But if there's something you could do in your life that would that would symbolize you stepping into your doctor archetype your authority your sense of empowerment mm. um i wonder if there's something you could do that is more creative maybe more out of the box that would that would give you a sense of completion which would therefore give mm. your father a sense of mm. of his completion with you so that's kind of where i'm going denise i'm hearing some sounds out of you so feel free to jump in mm. what are you feeling and then wayne back to you okay well um first of all he did have on a brown suit he did and wayne said that he he was stern had a stern look he was very introverted wayne failed to tell you that he wasn't a man it was a man of few words he didn't do a lot of talking and joking he was he was an ex-military man he was a vet so he was very, very, um, um, and Wayne, yeah, yeah. And Wayne is his firstborn son, and, and, and he looked at Wayne as being very smart. He, he wanted to get education, but he went into the Army, meaning my father. So I think he looks up to Wayne as far as being able to get the, the bachelor's, the master's, and work on the doctorate. So I think he'd be very proudful to see Wayne finish that, and he was proud of Wayne for getting education that he couldn't get because he had four kids and went in the military and just didn't have those resources. So I could see him asking Wayne about something like that in the dream, and I think he'd like to see Wayne um, finish that. But, um, yeah. And, and to but me, maybe, the so let's, most, Go ahead. Well, let's see. Wayne, is there another way that it would be symbolic of you? I mean, getting your doctorate would be, you know, in some way symbolic of you coming into your power and maybe your potential, is there something you could do that would be a step in that direction that may be mm. different than having to like, gen, you know, mm. go back to school and all that stuff. What, mm. what comes to you when I ask you this? 
Well, I, I've been working on writing various books, and I say various. Um, there's just three of them, um, mm-hmm. and one That's of them various. One of them has to do with our family genealogy, which I had, mm-hmm. which I did a fair amount of research on and just put on a shelf. So I, I mm-hmm. if I was going to associate um, anything with that, that that's in my life that I want to do, it would be working on the writing project because there's there's value to it for me and um, mm-hmm. and fulfillment also. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's fantastic. Nancy, I, I'm hearing you getting something. This is, I'm I'm loving what you just shared, Wayne. I'm getting the ding, ding, ding. Okay, Nancy, jump in. Okay, so Wayne, if it were my dream, I what I noticed is you had so much color in it. There's mm-hmm. the, you know, dad's yeah. wearing the brown mm-hmm. suit and there's, and his mm-hmm. hair is black. And, you know, there were mm-hmm. so many colors. And then mm-hmm. what stood out to me also was that loose collar. And then what you mentioned to me, or what you mentioned to all of us, um, was that you didn't, this doctorate, you didn't complete it because there wasn't enough time. And I think of time as like something that kind of chokes us and strangles us. And we, mm-hmm. and but what this dream feels That's to good. me, mm-hmm. it shows you all the colors that are available to you, anything you want. Mm-hmm. And you've got space. You've got that space and that color. Mm-hmm. Nothing's choking you to say, wait a minute, you're running out Whoa. of time. You're running out of time. If you want to do that, oh. you can do it. You can be, you can finish that degree. There's nothing saying you're too old. This feels like a message. In fact, he even came back in a younger form of himself Mm -hmm. to show you you're not too old. Nothing's choking you to stop, to put you to a halt. So whether you want to do that or you want to pursue something with your writing and complete that, you have all of these different colors of the world that you can just paint any picture you like. That's Mm. what I'm saying. I love it. Wow, Nancy. Wow. Yeah, I like that. I like that interpretation. I really Yeah. Do. Nancy did that thing. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Yeah. Wow, yeah. So, so Whoa. I guess the question goes back to you, Wayne, about what, because I believe every remembered dream requires some form of action in your waking life. Mm. So is, can, is one of those writing projects, something that mm. you could complete that you could at least take strides toward to to move in the direction because there's um, there's something about I mean I'll say this from having written books there's something about becoming an author and being like authoring your life that there's something incredibly empowering in that process so um I would suggest something like that does that feel good to you Oh, it does feel good, and 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 that is something that's actually uh, been in the forefront of my thoughts lately. So it it makes sense, and I appreciate the 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 uh, analysis, the the symbolism of the dream, because now it becomes more clear to me of, mm-hmm. uh, of what the intent was, uh, and I mm-hmm. and I agree with the with the uh, the uh, the person who did the analysis. I don't know their name. So the caller, yeah. 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 And I think anytime color shows up in a dream that it's, it's, it means that it's like, I mean, because I believe we're always dreaming in color, but when color stands out, it's like the dream is trying to get our attention. So this, this does feel like the possibility of a life changing dream. I hope that you Mm -hmm. take some action on it. And this is not to do a shameless plug necessarily, but maybe the, the writing that we're doing the magic zone workshop that's around the corner. We're revamping it. It's for writers. So it's meant to be a support space for people to get their writing projects done. 
and um, it's we're we're in the process of revamping that, but it's on the website under the magic zone, and we'd love to invite you to be a part of that if that is supportive or get into some kind of support because sometimes writing can be a solitary mm-hmm. endeavor. You need to have some people to check in with to just keep you on track. So and the website is kellysullivanwalden.com. dot com. All right. right. Um, yeah. One more time, please. KellySullivanWalden.com. And if okay. that's too hard to spell, you can go to IHadTheStrangestDream.com and it'll take you to, it'll take you there and look up the magic zone. The dates, the dates are correct. It starts in April. And Okay. I really, I really appreciate the information. That's very helpful also. We're so glad now, we got to meet you, Wayne. Yeah. Thank you. Like Denise is a very big part of our family. So good to have you here. Thanks mm-hmm. for calling us. So, yeah, thank no you. Problem. And Denise, did you have something? When you mentioned that Denise had a dream as well about your dad, do you want to bring that in? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah, we had it like two days apart. Mine. Um, I just lost it. Should have wrote it down, but it's in, uh, <laughs> mine was. Um, I Wayne. What did I tell you? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm I, trying to um, remember. I, okay, mine was, I saw him, okay, I know, he, somebody came up to that's, me and told me that my father was dead. That's like, right. My father's not, yeah, yeah, my father's not dead. And they said, yes, we'll take you to him. So they took me mm-hmm. to him, and he was laying down on a gurney. And I said, he's mm-hmm. not dead, his eyes are moving. And the next thing you know, his eyes started moving. And I said, I told you he wasn't dead. And mm-hmm. then he got up, and we were walking, similar to Wayne's. We were walking, and then I did, then I had to go do something to go get a car or get some transportation. So he disappeared. But then he, I saw him in the dream. He said, "I'm mad at you. What happened? Mm. You're supposed to pick me up." And I said, "I couldn't get the car." And then the next thing you know, he's standing there with a suit on, and he's Ooh. got an umbrella, and he's looking at me real, like Wayne said, kind of like that stern look, like he was <laughs> mad. But he had an umbrella, and the darnest thing was, I don't remember it raining. <laughs> but he had a round umbrella. It was clear. It was clear and white. And that was it. And the dream ended with him standing there looking at me like, how come you didn't come back and get me? And I'm looking at him like, I tried. <laughs> but I, I have a question. There's, yes. there's, two, there's two things in here. I mean, one of the key things that I'm hearing is walking. We're both walking with him. What is, yeah. what is the significance of walking? Mm. Well, first of all, I mean, I'll, I'll be happy to tell you my point of view, but tell me what you think that, what is, in, in a few words, what is walking with your dad to you? Um, Wayne, he was a physical person. He always did exercise, Wayne. He stayed in shape. Well, I think that the fact that we're walking with him is yeah. either mm-hmm. we're following a path that he has set forth or... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, just, it's a path of some sort. Yeah. Yeah. Like progress Good Wayne. to me. Good Wayne. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good Wayne. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I love that, that you're on the path with him that, that he set forth. You're on a journey together and walking. It kind of, I see it as you're, you're in step with each other. I mean, in this... Mm vast universe, you know, on the other side, there's, it's almost like this big university and there's so many places to be in. And, but by the time you find each other in a dream, it's like you, you're in sync with each other. You're walking, you're moving, you're making progress. You're moving from Mm. one place to another. 
you're crossing a street, you're walking, walking along. Right. So it it's not stagnant. That's for sure. And another important thing that just hit me is Wayne was going to a truck mode of transportation. I was finding a vehicle for him or for us. Vehicle. Interesting. Vehicles. Yeah. yeah. And he's wearing and a suit umbrella, as well. The umbrella to me is protection. I, mm. He don't need to protect himself, but I saw the umbre- an umbrella protects rain and elements. I didn't have an umbrella, but he had one, and it wasn't raining. I think the umbrella, the umbrella is significant of something. Well, yeah. you would normally carry an umbrella. If, if it's not raining, you're not going to carry it. I mean, if you go outside and it's not raining, you're not going to have an umbrella. But if you know the forecast is for rain, then you would have it with you, even though at this moment, you know, the skies are clear, but they could turn to rain at any, at any given time. And the sky wasn't clear. I don't remember the sky, but the umbrella was open, open like it was raining. I didn't have one. He had one. It was clear, and it was white, and it was round, mm. and it was over his head. And I'm thinking, uh, why is this umbrella? So, uh-huh. It's an interesting thing. It feels like there's some, like, almost like a, a protection, like a yeah. like creating creating yeah. a space, even though you're in an outdoor yeah. environment. Yeah. It's kind of a creating a bit of yeah. a cocoon to be able to yeah. connect and be protected, be in your own space. I, I, that's kind of the the feeling I get. And well, my, my feeling overall is that your dad, that you two have a very strong relationship with him and that he loves you. And, and I like that he keeps showing up in the suit. And even though he, so he, you buried him in the suit, but if he's showing up, if he's projecting himself with the suit, there's significance to that as well. It's like he's kind of upstanding. He's he's not just mm. dressed in in sweats. He's not just oh casual. Mm. It's like it feels like he's still wanting to project an image that would be um, that you would look up mm. to. There's something mm. something in that. What does the suit mean to you besides the fact that he was buried in that? Oh, well, who, are you talking to me? Yeah, he Both wore a uniform all the time. He was not a, a suit person at all, not at all, no way, shape, or form. Um, but upstanding, he was a vet. He didn't take pride in being a vet, I don't believe. He never liked the military. So the suit is what he wanted to be, what he could have been. Like Wayne, he wanted to have the education. He wanted to go to school, but the resources mm. just wasn't there. He, he, but, I think you got, but I think you had to take into consideration also that at the latter part of his life, um, where he lived at, he was not taking care of himself, and he he actually dressed the exact opposite of how he looked. He, uh, he wore care of himself very disheveled, very disheveled. Ah, uh, okay. Well, then that would be you know perhaps he's wanting you to be because sometimes we're left with the last images that we have of somebody, mm-hmm. but right. I think that's not how they want to be remembered. Mm-hmm. That's not the essence of them. So mm. my, my hunch is that he wants you to see him in a respectable, upstanding way, mm. in a way that, that mm. has you look up to him. So mm. that's, and we could, if we're going to get symbolic about this as well, because I think there's always value in that. There's the literal dad that I believe, I believe this is a visitation for both of you. That's my opinion. But I think there's also mm. value in looking at the symbolic aspect of the the father within we all have an internal, like everyone in the dream is an aspect of us. So you're connecting with right. your right. 
right. masculine aspect that is an authority figure that is that does care about you, that wants to protect you and make sure that you're on track and that you're walking the right path. So it feels like there's also that element, and I hope that resonates. So it does. Thank you. I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. I'm no, sorry. please. Good. Well, I was I was going to ask you, what is yeah. the possibility that the person I saw, because the, the the facial image of my father that I saw was the person I remember for when when he was in the military. That's that's actually the person I remember. You know, the clean cut, the dark yeah. hair, youthful looking. Mm. I, but the question I was going to ask is, what is the possibility that that person was actually me? Oh, well, mm. I... Mm. Yeah, I I do think it's a wise point of view, and most people don't don't do this because it's they 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 would prefer to see it almost like the dream was literal. But I think it is a wise perspective to see the dream as if as if he was you. I think that's where the power really comes from, so that you internalize that. So if you could describe that aspect of you in three words, what would that what would you say? Um, well-dressed, um, for military, you're military too. Well, um, but given the fact that he was in a, in a suit, I would say yeah. well-dressed, youthful, and, yeah. um, and, um, Ooh. I'm going to say purposeful because I think the walk, the walk yeah. felt good. It felt like a, it felt like there was a purpose in the walk. Ooh. Well, this is, ooh, I'm hearing that song, that Saturday Night Live song. There's grooving. Da, 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 da. Okay, I'm not even going to sing it because the show's about to end. But I just want to say that is a perfect place to end this on is to embody that aspect of you, Wayne, that is well-dressed, that is useful, youthful and useful and purposeful and to get on track with what you came here to do. You're not done. And I think your dad on the other side is trying to root you toward ooh. toward fulfilling what you came here to do make sure that you're on track with your path so thank you so much for being with us today on the ask dr dream show and here on unity online radio and and especially it's on random acts of kindness day so go out and do something kind for people we'll see you next thanks for listening this is unity online radio the voice of an awakening world Hey, it's Radley Valentine. Join me for a brand new way of connecting with your angels on my new podcast, The Angel Tarot Show. Each week, you'll meet your angelic guides and guardians and find new ways to unlock unconditional love, tune into your intuitive abilities, and create the joy-filled life that, well, you've always wanted. Plus, you'll get a useful and timely energetic weather report bringing you guidance for the coming week. Tap into the healing, hope, and guidance that's all around you on the Angel Tarot Show, exclusively on mindbodyspirit.fm.